Evil Dave here. In the recording you're about to hear, a pesky clicking noise arises sometime during the recording, and despite making several passes at it, trying to reduce it or eliminate it, I couldn't really do so without compromising the overall quality of the sound. So sadly, it's just going to have to be the way it is, and I hope you don't find it too annoying as I've done what I could. Also, you may find that during the following commentary, I have trouble forming any coherent sentences. It was just one of those nights. But as you are forearmed with that information, perhaps you might actually find it entertaining when I struggle to find words. With those couple of caveats out of the way, here's the latest episode of The Dark Corner. Welcome to The Dark Corner. Presented by Gentleman's Grindhouse Records. Hold me closer for this last moment Until you like it's in When the shadows take over Alright guys, we're here. And we're queer? No, wait, no. We are in a certain way. We're as we're... queer as a clockwork orange. Yes, that is true. And speaking of movies, we're going to do a commentary. Sorry, it's a really busy time, guys. <laughs> yeah, she's really busy at work. There's all the improv stuff, and so there's very short windows of opportunity to record something. Mm-hmm. And commentaries are not only really easy to release because of the little amount of editing that is required, but it allows you to actually have some downtime and still record. Yes. Because you get to enjoy watching a movie, and so it doesn't feel quite as much like doing the research and deep discussion that we would normally do for more general topic-based podcast. Except I will have those moments where I'm just like, would you just shut up? I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> And the key is to keep talking. Keep talking. This thing about commentaries. Talking, talking. Yeah, if you get engrossed in the film and stop talking, it's like, that's dead air. So some of the better commentary type podcasts, they'll have like a whole panel. There'll be like four people talking over the film. Yes. So if somebody does get engrossed in it or doesn't have anything to say. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. You were talking over the film. Pick up the slack. <laughs> so we're... Going to record a commentary to Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. I know it wasn't that long ago that we actually recorded a review of this film. Well, it's been over a year. It's been a while, but now that we've gone every two weeks instead of weekly, mm -hmm. it wasn't that many episodes ago, but it's different to do a review than a commentary. Yes. So, yeah, commentary will always have a different flavor than a full-on review. Indeed. And there's a cat who's likely to possibly make noises while we're doing this. Are you going to make noises? So we don't have our normal segments, but we will play you out on a dark track at the end. Yes. For all that, I suppose we should tell you where we are in the film to begin. It's a bit tricky for this one. Yeah, basically after you see the rating thing with the big blue screen that says this film is rated R, 
After that fades to black, that's where we're starting. And it was a little difficult to pause it because it didn't allow us to pause at a certain screen. Yeah, well, it, it didn't allow us to pause it until the rating thing had faded completely to black. Yeah, and then... And then all a, of a sudden, there's the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah, there's, a, like, microsecond. Yeah. So the Warner Brothers thing is a little off-kilter, but it shouldn't matter too much. Yeah. Whenever shall we begin, then? Three, two... One, go! And we begin with the shaky, weird Warner Brothers thing. The sort of bloody rusty. And Village Roadshow pictures. And legendary pictures. Well, I guess we could have paused that one of those. <laughs> she was telling me that there was a, like, a weird shaky kind of thing that happens. There is. Kennedy Miller Mitchell production. Boy, that was a quick credit. Charlize Theron, Tom Hardy. Yep, and now we are hearing the sort of backstory of right before the nuclear war. Uh, yes. And then after it, yes. etc. Oil crisis and all that stuff. And yep, there's a little bit of a nuclear thing. I like how the backstory keeps kind of changing a little bit, each one. I don't know that it's, it's necessarily like... changing so much as... Well, George Miller has said that these stories are legends. Yeah, and that's what I mean. They evolve for each person. Now, would you say he's stopping to take a piss here? Uh, no. Yeah, because that's a thing of debate. Some people think he's stopping to take a piss. Others just think he's, like, stopping for some other reason. Yeah, I don't know, because generally, um... Yeah, you'd think you'd see it. Yeah. You know, you... See and besides, he, he wouldn't be pissing into the wind, which oh. he's facing the wind. Well, if he's recycling it, maybe he's pissing into some kind no, of recycling. No, he wasn't, he wasn't, his hands weren't even down at his crotch. Yeah. He is not pissing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a thing of debate, is whether he's not, is or isn't, he's all grizzled. Eating a raw, two-headed gecko. Yeah, he didn't stop for a piss, he stopped for food. Uh-huh. And to stretch his legs. He might have had a piss earlier, but he wasn't having one there. <laughs> yep. Hands were in the wrong place. Sorry, kids. And it's odd that his, like, vehicle gets destroyed in every film. Again, like, mm -hmm. that's the thing about a legend. You yeah. have to, you know, it's told by the survivors or the witnesses. So. So those are the war boys. Yep. And so many practical effects in this. So many. They are mind-boggling because and we'll get to those later i mean this one's That's pretty mind-boggling enough i still don't think that like beat the number of car rolls from a casino royale no it didn't and that was unexpected they didn't expect the casino royale car <laughs> flip to go that far they thought maybe it'd roll a couple of times but it just kept going yep and they ended up breaking a record now, a lot of people seem to think that we're supposed to know who these people are in the flashbacks. We are not supposed to know who these people are. Uh -huh. These are people that he has encountered, that he remembers, but we haven't seen their story. Right. And people are like, well, he didn't have a daughter, he had a son. Yes, and if you watched the first Mad Max movie, his son was a fucking toddler. Yeah. He was killed as a fucking toddler. And that seemed to be after the war. Because, from my understanding, the first Mad Max takes place before the first Mad the Max war. takes place before the war, and his son dies in that film, and his wife dies in that film. Right. And so, 
you know, when people say, oh, well, they changed the gender of his child. That's not his child. Yeah. They, she calls him Max. It's people reading into the film. Yeah. From what they expect. It's like, that could be somebody else. I love the design of this emblem. Oh, the skull the with the Immortan, flame? Immort, Im, yeah, Immortan Joe. Yeah. This is a hell of an action sequence to begin with, this oh, escape. Yeah. Pretty much, I didn't stop breathe. I, I didn't start breathing fully again until after the, the big storm that they go into. Yeah. I, pretty much, I was breathless through this entire opening sequence <laughs> and thereafter. Well, it's hectic. Well, it, frantic. Yeah, even. I was I was breathless in a good way. Yeah. So You're holding your breath. Because at first I didn't think I wanted to see it, and then the more I saw trailers for it, I thought, no, I do want to see this. But I had never seen the other Mad Max movies. Nope. And so I had to. I felt like I had to watch those. And this, you know, the only thing we know about this context-wise is that it takes place after the nuclear war. It doesn't necessarily take place after the events in movies two and three. Mm, so this could take it can be place anywhere in the chronology before Road Warrior. Yes. Interesting. It could take place before that. It could take place between Road Warrior and Thunderdome. We don't know. It's now this him encountering people of his past. I wasn't sure about that at first because I was expecting very little CG. Mm -hmm. And to be confronted with it that early on, I was like, mm, I'm not sure about that. But I come came to accept it rather quickly. Well, the thing is, is that he has mental problems. <laughs> well, like, he is oh, mad. Yeah, he's Mad Max. Yeah, but that's that's very literal. It's not just, you oh, know, a story. There goes a war boy. That's okay. They're, they only have half-lives anyway. Witness me! Sorry, I didn't get the chance to shout that. It's <laughs> a very Indiana Jones kind of pre-credit sequence. You know, it really brings you into the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, Immortan Joe, being played by the same lovely man who played Toe Cutter in the first Mad Max film, who was the big main villain, and he was creepy as hell. Yeah, Hugh Keysburn is uh, his name, Hugh Keysburn. introduction name. to the real main character of the story, <laughs> yeah. the Furiosa. You know, the first time we saw this, I did not notice she had a mechanical arm in this scene. Mm-hmm. Because there was just so much chrome and stuff going on. Yeah, and <laughs> off the way. background of the Citadel and, mm -hmm. you know, this tanker being lowered. I like how they've come to embrace religion. It is like a cult. Mm -hmm. And how they incorporate car culture into their religion. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure that this is all of Morton Joe's doing. Oh, yeah, it's, um, Chairman Mao did that with China when they went communist. Mm -hmm. As you realized, like, with a lot of communist societies, like, especially with the Soviet Union, they denied religion. And Chairman Mao knew that religion could be used to control the populace, and so he had Maoism, you know, the little red book. That was provided to the populace, and it was you know, a way of controlling them without being you know, a god-type religion. So to do that, you know, keep everybody in this class society he has, you know, the war boys and mm -hmm. just the masses. Now, all these people, all these disfigured people, 
that is none of that is CGI. Those are the way those are really disfigured people. Those are actual people who have disfigurements and handicaps. Yeah. Um, tumors, ulcers, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. There, there might be some, you know, that's makeup, but as far as missing limbs or appendages or teeth or what have you, all of that is, is practical effects. That's way, the way those people look. There's always a controversy that comes with that. Cause where are you on the side of just employing people that normally wouldn't get employed or exploiting people who are disfigured? Cause the, cult movie freaks is that way you know about circus freaks um i don't feel like this is exploitation yeah i feel like this is part this is part of the story showing what a tyrant he is yes um there's another one i think it's called demons but an italian horror film where it takes place in an apartment and there's a portal into the hell dimension and they hired many disfigured people to be the demons. And there was kind of a controversy around that as well. Mm-hmm. Seems still kind of a wasteful way of providing the water. Well, he's got a pretty much endless supply of it. It's well, pumped up from underground. Yeah, That's the question is how much does he have? Well, what I wonder is, how did they build that thing in the side of the mountain? How long did it take to carve out that symbol and that opening and all of that? He's been at this for decades. Yeah, part of it had to have already been there. It looks like maybe that used to be a dam. I don't know, because some of that was probably already there. And then they just adopted it. Right, but they didn't carve that. Oh, they didn't carve they, the sig. They would have had to yeah. carve that into the stone. Yeah, his logo. His skull. Yep. I, I do like oh, his oh, oh. Uh, his oxygen mask or nebulizer or whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's like, what is that the teeth from? Because <laughs> it's teeth from something. Yeah, probably enemies he's beaten. Something. I yeah, but know. I mean, it seems like it's all from one oh. creature. I don't know, maybe it's ivory. Could be. <clears throat> That's very gas punk, you know, this diesel punk style thing. Right. And them trying to climb on and be lifted up to where there's more food. To where there's the green. Yep. This man has a complete stranglehold on these people. And to think that's the same actor that played Toe Cutter in the yeah. first one. I knew it by his eyes, but I yeah. wasn't sure until <laughs> I looked it up because I thought, God, that guy, I think that's Toe Cutter. Now, this color scheme is basically what uh, Michael Bay tries to do in all his films. Mm-hmm. But this is natural. <laughs> yeah. Set it at magic hour. So a Michael Bay film, if it's not at night, it's taking place around 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, it's taking place right near sunset is that uh, orange and blue look really good together especially on film it just appeals to the eye if you think of star wars a new hope the tatooine scenes are very much this mm-hmm. you have the tunisian desert against that vibrant blue sky boy she's gorgeous she is. She and she kicks ass. And she says a lot without saying, saying anything. a word. And same with Tom Hardy is they you know, The he friend speaks. of yours yeah. said that this is basically a silent movie. You yeah, that was Natalia. Yeah. Natalia Noble. Yeah, you and, don't have to actually know what they're saying or listen to the dialogue that much. It 
the story is very visual. A lot of visual storytelling involved. <laughs> that look of confusion, like, why are we going off-road? Yeah. I think the most that Max speaks is towards, is like right before the climax of the film when he's convincing them that, you know, going out through the desert is not going to get them anything. They should go back to the yep. Citadel. <laughs> Look at that guy's muscles. Damn. Well, the muscles plus the goiter on his neck. You well, know? yeah, they've all, that's the thing about war boys. They've all got those. Yeah, somewhere. it's all radiation poisoning or what have you. Yep. Are they all Look children of <laughs> Joe? No, they're not all children of Joe. Now, this is horrifying. Oh, the, the milk farm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing is, in order to produce milk, you have to be re a relatively new mother. Yeah, so... So he just keeps, probably just lets people rape them. Yeah, keep them pregnant keep them so pregnant, they can like continuously cows. give milk. Because that's how you get cows to to give milk. They yeah, have to be pregnant. A dairy farm, for sure. I think people don't realize that sometimes. Yep, that's a nice-looking telescope. It is. Yep, she went off-road. She's gone rogue. Yeah, I love the design of the vehicles in this. So we have the Bullet Farm, we have Gas Town, and the Citadel. Mm -hmm. So why isn't Citadel called, like, Water City? <laughs> 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 it gets its own special name. That guy next to one of his sons, also hot. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the men, are you? Hot Australian men. Oh, there's shirtless. some hot women in this, too. Yeah. Of the vault where he keeps them. Ugh. Yeah. Locked up. Now, how in the hell did he get that in there? That's a good question. It's just, it w was it, I don't know, was it a shelter? It could have been a nuclear <laughs> shelter for all I know. I don't know. No, because why would you have a dome behind a safe? I don't know. Look, they have plastic chairs. Yeah. What the hell? Plastic yeah, chairs and a blackboard. I never noticed that before. Yeah, it's a bit of a school. I noticed the the blackboard before, and I like that they have their own pool of water to drink from. We are not things. Our babies yeah. will not be warlords. Yeah, we're already getting into our feminist uh, uh, storyline or theme. Well, Man, look at all the tattoos on her. Holy crap. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a... Oh, hello, Nicholas Holt. You are an amazing <laughs> Such a good actor. actor. Oh my god, he is great. He really does transform. Because if you think, he was Beast in the uh, X-Men First Class, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, those two characters... Vastly different. Night and day, you yeah. know? And just to think what else he might accomplish being so young. You know, when you see a young actor that skilled... And committed. Mm -hmm. Devoted. Absolutely. No, wait, he's just energetic and just wants to please his master, you know? Yeah, he wants to die on Fury Road and go to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. All chrome and shiny. Yeah, I wonder what they used for that uh, spray because they couldn't have used actual paint. That's toxic. The way they pray and... Selecting their steering wheel. That, that's Nux's steering wheel. Yep. But Just, anyway, I was... There's a token quality to it, you know? Yeah. There's a, like, it's a talisman. It is. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is that it's not just the women who are, are viewed as things. These war boys are expendable. They're things. Uh, yeah. So it's not necessarily a feminist commentary, but... 
you but know? that's certainly part of it. Yeah, because what 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 is he doing with the war boys? I mean, look at their name. Yeah. He's just making them his slaves, but in a different way, inciting them to violence. Yep. And bred to be warriors. Mm-hmm. And there's some societies that that's what they do is they kidnap children from other areas and then indoctrinate them into their society and make them into warriors, you know, or even separate from the society. So they were their own thing, their own class. Mm-hmm. Just, just making them into blood bags is bizarre. Well, he's typo. <laughs> yeah. Universal donor. Mm-hmm. And strapping him to the front. Yeah, and everybody probably knows this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Real guitar, really shooting flames. Yeah, he's a experimental guitarist, I believe, in Australia. So yeah, he's really doing that. And wearing his mother's face. Yeah, and the giant drums. Is that his mother's face? What I don't you? know. Okay, I thought that was a legitimate thing. I thought, is that like... Some- I heard somebody say that that was the backstory of the skin he wears on his face, because it is a mask. Okay, because that's Leatherface, I believe, or somebody's face. I thought possibly it was his mother's face, because that's a very Ed Gein thing, mm-hmm. is that Ed Gein was obsessed with his own mother, and it's also um whatever the... Buffalo Bill, that's mm-hmm. the one from Silence of the Lambs. Trying to make a woman's skin suit so he could wear it and be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all those stories. And also Psycho, you know, this Norman Bates being obsessed with his mother, but it never went that far. He dressed as his mother, but mm-hmm. to actually wear well, the skin of a woman. He had multiple personality disorder. Yeah. He became his mother. Yeah. But that all comes from the same source material, which would be Ed Gein. Yep. So to have yet another character with that, I wouldn't poo-poo it. And I know actors have a weird way of creating their own backstory. Well, why not? If you're not given one, that's actually a very good thing to do because it will make your performance more authentic. Yeah. It's like, well, this is what I think my character has, his hook, you know, where he's coming from. And that's the thing. In, they do that in theater all the time, especially oh, yeah. with ensemble roles. And they'll say, okay, God, those are spiky. They'll now, say, what the hell okay, are Russians doing here? <laughs> it's like, I always thought they were in Australia, but <clears throat> there's no clear indication of that anymore. Yeah. He's like, yeah, there's some Australians, but not all of them are. There's Americans. and Well, I mean Australians, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that's where I thought this always took place because of the other stories. But even Tina Turner, not really an Australian. So it's like, how did everybody end up in this well, location? Well, Australia, there are a lot, there's a big tourism industry in Australia. I suppose that's true. So when the bombs went off, you know, people were probably there on vacation. Yeah, so some Russian tourists that managed to survive and continued their society. Boy! That's gonna gonna leave a mark. Yep. It's a hell of a trap. Yeah, well... That's their thing. Seems to be traps with spikes in them. Vehicles with spikes on them. Yeah, that seems to be this particular <laughs> group's thing is spikiness. Wee! Actual stunts. 
Yep. Oh, that guy died. Entire cutters. It's hard to uh, take down a semi by cutting its tires. It's fun to have such a pulpy movie that's treated so artistically. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's you could approach this movie as just big, dumb action film, but there's some thematic things going on. And well, there's a lot of thematic things going on. The way it's filmed. And, you know, there there are people who did not get that from this movie. And to those people, I say, you are welcome to your opinion. <laughs> because this is not going to appeal to everyone. Nope. Uh-oh. Oh, Tractor. dear. They got a backhoe. They do. That is not good. Oh, these aerial shots are gorgeous. Yeah, that almost looks like a matte painting, so crazy. Well, some of it is, because um, they just took the desert and then they modified it somewhat. Well, yeah. So, yeah, just to make it more visually interesting. Now that I've seen this, you know, a few dozen times, unfortunately, all I think of, not unfortunately, and it's not the only thing I think of, but I see Max on the front of this truck and what do i think of i think of Patton oswald talking about trying to go off prozac oh. because he believes in the mad max future oh. apocalypse coming and he's just strapped. being strapped to yeah. some, the front of somebody's truck uh okay if anyone wants to go out and get some gasoline um you, you have 10 minutes with the sad boy and get <laughs> fuck the sad boy yeah because ain't that right sad boy weaning mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. off prozac just in case the mad max future ever takes place mm-hmm. he also talks about that with his Oh no! Kid. I'm not getting engrossed in the thing. I know. Um, oh god, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, speaking of Mad Max and the mask and everything is, what's with Tom Hardy and wearing masks <laughs> throughout a lot of the films? Cause if you look at his performance as Bane. Yeah, well, that's the character. Yep. I mean, you, you can't have Bane and not have the mask. They have him uh, spraying chrome on his face before committing suicide. Good lord, those guys are ripped. Well, they're war boys. Imagine they keep in shape. Yeah, but it's just... uh, It's fun to look at them. Anyway. Some of these cars that are just pure, like, hot rods, Mm -hmm. you know? That's what I really love. I love the vehicle design in this. Yep. Kaboom. Oh, no. Oh. Meet for your life. She's losing a lot of her uh, contingency there. Her, uh... Yeah, well, she's she's got a Morton Joe's people now. Yep. But all they're trying to do is get the bad guys off her, <laughs> and then they're going to take her down. Yep. It was like a full-on three-sided war. That look at one another. I do love how his haircut is shitty. <laughs> oh, yeah. He had it grown long, and they just... Did a quick clip. Yeah. And there's like there's like this one cow lick in the back that's longer than everything else. Yeah. And it's uh it's, out. it's also funny because the same thing happens well not exactly the same thing, but the same thing happens in Beyond Thunderdome. Um because he's got long hair and then the kids find him and they cut his hair and it's like perfectly quaffed after that. I'm like, <laughs> really? Doesn't he have that no. kind of weird mullet thing in that one? Sort of. Yeah. I just remember in uh, Beyond Thunderdome, it seemed like it was short on top and long in the back. 
Yeah, well, that was Mel Gibson in those days. Well, that was the style in that day, yeah. too. The mullet wasn't as much of a joke haircut as it is now. Sheesh. Oh. The white powder the war boys put on them. So what is that, do you think? Teltum? Is it dried milk? I'm, I don't know. I really don't know. Chalk? I don't know. Boy, these because people's it, eyes just pop. It don't doesn't they? wear off. That's the thing. It doesn't wear off. So, I don't know what they do to these kids. Because, yeah. I mean, even the little kids look like that. Because it's definitely okay. to separate them from everybody else. Oh, Rictus. <laughs> yeah, it's, they do look like they're actual bone or something, don't mm -hmm. they? The teeth on his mask. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Now, what is the source of this storm? This weird weather it's systems a, because of the, yeah. the world having basically been blown up? Yep. Well, there, there are going to be areas that are still heavily irradiated, even however much after the war this is. Yeah. So. It's like, like a okay. superstorm, like on Jupiter or something. Mm-hmm. Oh! Punch! Oh, look out! Collide! She didn't get to be an imperator by being a shitty driver, guys. <laughs> that look of disappointment is the uh, it's the flat tire. Yeah, because he's determined to die on Fury Road. <laughs> yeah, it's his destiny. He's just hunger for it, hungry for it. This kind of reminds me of being in the glowing sea in Fallout 4. Ah. <laughs> that place is so wrong. So, so wrong. Right. And, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. and, it, and, and radiation storms will come through on the mainland. And, uh, just every time you hear a lightning, or you see a lightning flash, you get irradiated. So putting on her goggles and her mask. Well, yeah. And, Apparently this uh, affects your compass, too, so the magnetic mm. poles are all screwed up. Yep. So it's a nice smokescreen, so to speak, to drive through there. Yep. Kick. Oh, lost a boot! Yeah, that's uh, uh, unfortunate. <laughs> Closing all the parts of the Well, car. yeah, because he's going into the storm. Uh, preventing him from allowing to get in there. It it wasn't about that as so much as it was about the storm. God, how the heck can he hang on through all that? He's a survivor. That's, that's what he does. Yeah, that's the thing, I suppose. He's, he's boiled down to one instinct, survive. Dude, their, their dried lips are just disturbing looking. It yeah. just makes me itch. Yeah, I want to hand him some Burt's Bees. <laughs> yeah, so it's a Carmex or something. No, not Carmex. That yeah, Carmex. The camphor makes it worse, doesn't it? Yeah. That's why want, they put camphor in it in the first place. You want the Burt's Bees standard honey lip balm. Not honey with peppermint, not any of that other stuff. Just the straight up honey lip balm uh -huh. is the best thing you can get. Yep. Don't use the EO stuff. It can cause blisters. There are people filing a lawsuit about this. No joke. Exactly. <laughs> imagine. Whoa, they got ripped apart, man. Now, at at the time when we were first watching this in the theater, I was, like, getting emotional. 
That's how magnificent all of this was. Well, it's stunning, especially on a big screen. Yes. And I was I was very shallowly breathing, basically from the beginning of the movie until after the scene is over. <laughs> the trailer <laughs> line there, the lovely day line. Yep. It has his name on the pedals. Well, yeah. It's his car. Cars are very important. Yeah, I suppose they would be. Speaking of Patton Oswalt, the whole thing behind the road warriors, like, okay, they're in a bunch of cars and they're looking for gas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, that makes no sense. One star. <laughs> or no stars. Instead, go see Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> <laughs> the title makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, nice punch. This Nicholas Holt here, you know, nuts. You don't expect him to be as major of a character as he ends up being. Mm -hmm. He just seems kind of like a minor foil. But, but he just, he's a scrapper. He's, he's a, a lot like Max. Yep. But, uh, he doesn't understand that He's just being used. Yeah. That was a hell of a thing to do, too, is fill the car with gasoline. and Oh, he wanted to make sure he blew up. Light it and take out Furiosa with them. And fade to black. And at this point, everybody... Deep breath. Well, that's good after all that action to have some quiet moment to catch your breath. Yep, still it's... very little dialogue from Furiosa. Yeah. Doesn't need to have any. It's very well paced. And huge action sequences, and then... This makes my lungs hurt. Lungs hurt. It's always my issue with the Raid Redemption, is there's a lot of just pure action, 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 and after a while, you'd get bored of it. At mm -hmm. least I did. I did. Well, it was just action for the sake of action. Yeah. So, there wasn't really much of a plot to that film. Well, also, it had that video game kind of thing where they were nearly dead, and then suddenly yeah. they were perfectly fine, like they picked up a little green mushroom or something, you know? Yeah. Flashes of memory. Things he doesn't want to remember. Yep. This makes me hurt. Makes me hurt. Oh, when he take pulls out the out pick the... line. <laughs> Jeez, how much blood did he lose through that damn thing? Oh, enough. <laughs> That's a lot. He's probably got a pint through that whole hose. Yep. Need some orange juice. Good sounds. Mixing and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. They won an Academy Award for that. Yeah. <laughs> I find it frustrating that they didn't get many nominations for acting when I feel like there were a lot of outstanding performances in this. Yeah. But they got all the technical awards. Well, stuff like science fiction and horror usually get overlooked for that kind of thing anyway, unless it's something out of the ordinary. And even still, sometimes it's like, really, that one? Yeah, I, I don't think that that's necessarily true oh, anymore darn. because of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings, they saved up to the last one anyway. Yeah. It's like, well, why didn't they give it to Fellowship of the Rings? And it's like, well, because they waited for all three movies because so they knew what was really he was doing. The whole, it was one story. Yeah. Ended up with, what, like 10 Academy Awards? That's a lot of sand. Mm-hmm. That's basically what those raised portions on on the engine 
is anyways, like a snorkel. Yep. You get those in a lot of trucks where they might have to drive through deep waters or something so you don't flood the engine. I guess the same is true with sand. Well, in this particular thing, this this to me actually demonstrates Max's lack of common sense at the moment. Why didn't he just put Nux through the windows so he didn't have to take the car door with him? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. This is funny because it's like, okay, is this a mirage or is this what I'm actually seeing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be using models. Yeah. Um, the the one who is um, splendid, who's the one that's the most pregnant. Oh, God, now that is a chastity belt I wouldn't want to wear. Yeah, no keeps anybody else from using them. So, my favorite's the redhead, of course. Of course. Um, but the one, the woman playing Splendid, she was actually in the third Transformers movie, and they gave her collagen injections. Oh yeah, in the bee stung lips. That was she, just ridiculous. She didn't need them. No. She looked wrong. Speaking of Michael Bay, she is a beautiful woman, well, and my, her lips are perfectly sized as they are. Michael Bay's opinion of women—we all know what that is. Well, he's a misogynist prick. Yes, yeah, so the whole Megan Fox thing is having her in short shorts bending over a motorcycle. I mean, look at those lips. You do not need to inject collagen into those lips, no, for God's they're, sake. they're luscious enough. In fact, she'd just look ridiculous in their old pregnant belly. That is actually a very good effect right there. Yep. Uh, because, you know, showing the actual... Because later they show the actual skin. Yeah. And it's a very well-done effect. Yep. I would have believed she was Sp- pregnant. Prosthetic. And again, not really saying much. Mm-hmm. She's just waiting for a moment. <laughs> Gonna accidentally up, revive Nux. Yep. Splashing him with some water. <laughs> that mask, it seems like it'd poke you in the eye. Because it's got those raised bits near the eye. That's yeah, but frightening. It's, well, it's to keep you in line. Yeah. And but to I, keep you from, you know, they do that with the psychotic ones. I guess it does have that guard around the high cheekbone. Mm-hmm. So he can't bite anyone because he was trying to bite Nux's fingers off so he could get the chain off him. Uh oh. Here comes people. I get a kick out of her. Odd thing about attractive people is they look alien. <laughs> you know, it's just, Not always. Yeah, certain really attractive people, there's just otherworldly quality to them. Uh, and here's our fight with Furiosa and Nux. This, this is really well choreographed. I was just going to say that, but you beat me to it. Yeah, she would have blown his head off. Yep. Joke. And and he fights her like she's a man. He doesn't fight her like he's worried about hurting a woman. Because he's already seen what she's capable of. Well, also, like you said, he's a survivor. Mm-hmm. It's oh. like if she's going to try to kill him, he's going to try to prevent that. Those bolt cutters would really hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Collapse your skull is what they do. Crush it. Also really, now he's awake. Yeah. Also, really good effects work. Oh, the arm? With her arm. Yeah. There was. Yeah, you definitely noticed then because if you didn't notice, she had a mechanical arm till then. It's like, oh. Yeah. Well, they they show it yeah. hanging off the side of the vehicle, and people might question the wisdom of her taking off the arm. That can't be comfortable. <laughs> it probably hurts her a great deal of the time. Well, it might also prevent the arm from locking up. 
He's like, well, I'm not going to use it that often. Whoa! Nearly shot him. <laughs> how many times he she almost kills him? It's so funny how often, like, Nux will switch sides. No, he doesn't switch sides but once. Yeah. Well, just... By the knowledge he receives, changing his loyalty. Well, now he's seen what Max can do. Yep. And so he knows it would be better to have him as an ally instead of an enemy. Yep, helping him out by loading the gun. Yeesh. Now she's deaf in one ear. And also inhaling sand, which again makes me feel like I'm going to have an asthma attack. <laughs> like, You'll be rewarded for this! He's like, I don't want to go back. That's the whole point. And the guitarist with, you know, the drums on the back of that vehicle. Mm -hmm. I've said this before, but I like how it's like the Jaws shark, you know? You hear the theme, mm -hmm. and that indicates what's coming. Yep. So, you know, to bring their own theme song. It's, it's a war cry. Like, um, the executor, the, you know, Darth Vader's, uh, super star destroyer. Mm-hmm. It had its own theme song. <laughs> you know, the Imperial March. Whenever you'd see it. And he's like, yeah, that's... That's a thing, you know. You have your own theme song wherever you go. <laughs> Grazed her leg. It's <laughs> like... The, the skeleton the, arm. <laughs> yeah, the silhouette of where her arm would be. It's almost like a phantom thing. Yeah. And maybe that's how she lost her arm. And so that's kind of in memory. Could be. Because we don't know how she lost her no. arm. It was probably when her mother got killed. Yeah. The brand on the back of her neck. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, yeah. That's Lenny's daughter, isn't it? Yes, it is. Seems rock and roll people with model wives having stunning children. <laughs> Every once in a while, <laughs> kicking the chastity belt. I would too. A little bit of comic relief there. See, it's not like actually close enough to poke him in the eyes. Yeah, it's got that cheat card. Still pretty damn close. Haha, <laughs> kill switch. Yep. She's smarter than you thought of. Uh-huh. And dead vehicle. <laughs> Stomping on the, the gas. The frustration. Mm-hmm. I like how weathered the car is even inside. You've got the cracked upholstery. And the thing <laughs> is, the, in, the inside, like on the roofs and stuff, on the inside of the hoods, yeah. the, the stuff they put in there is like, why would you go to the trouble of that? But it's it's a it's a souping up your vehicle thing. It's a status thing. Yeah, some of it's armor, but why decorate it? But it's part of that culture too. Is he's ever present? Mm -hmm. You know, Joe is ever present. So if they're gonna armor your roof, you're, they're going to put his insignia on there. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Our characters are finally talking to one another. You want that thing off your face? <laughs> you know this movie. I do. <laughs> but that's the thing that gets his attention. Mm -hmm. 
like, come on in. This is actually one of my favorite parts when he's getting all the guns together. Uh-huh. I find it very entertaining. <laughs> they all kind of follow. They all have different colors hair, color mm. hair, different lengths of hair. They all look different because they're... Morton Joe's trying to spread the seed. <laughs> now she's been planning this for a while. Years. <laughs> two, two, one. Nope. One, one, two. Red, <laughs> green, go. And now he's missing a boot. <laughs> or is it red, blue, go? Yeah, he stole his boot. Yep. Oh, get up. And the funny thing is, you think his white paint's wearing off? No, that's sand covering him. <laughs> so he's going back to flesh color just from having sand on him. Mm-hmm. I love how the, the diesel punk informs a lot of the clothing design. Oh, yeah. Because you look at some industrial rockers, you know, the... Rivet heads, you know, fans of industrial music, they'll dress that way, get like tattered, like wide legged jeans like that. It comes like a vicious circle as you get inspired from the film and then you adopt the dress and that inspires the next thing and then it just becomes this ever evolving deal of how you're dressed and how they get inspired to dress and vice versa. Yep, there's the red hair. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite. So, it's like art informs the life, life informs art. And I wouldn't again. really call that a vicious circle, just a circle. Yeah. It's the circle of life. Really. And the circle of art. Just in that it's Ever going back and forth, one informing the other. He's looking at her like, I'm not turning around. I know that trick. It's like when the Matrix was around and how people would dress. is like, well, people are already kind of dressing like that in certain clubs. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't completely new. Nope, it sure wasn't. But once you put it out in a mainstream film like that. Yeah, you make cyber goth mainstream. Yeah. And yeah, everybody's going to be wearing yeah, it. Yeah, more people wear it and that informs the next thing. And so you get other Matrix knockoff type films where they're dressing that way. Okay, my arm's already tired looking at him doing that. Yep. Now, it's never clear to... I mean, it's never obviously shown in the film uh, as it is, but I think that Nux was the one who unplugged the, the link from the gas pod to the tanker. Makes sense. To try to slow him down. Because isn't he on board yeah. anyway? So yep. yeah. uh, he, there's more of those symbols in the on the armor. Yeah. So it's like they just have a stamp they put on everything. Shaky, 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 shaky. Show the audience what's there. It's a knife with a bone handle. It looks like a human femur. Yep. And probably is. Probably is. There's, jiggly, jiggly, there's jiggly, jiggly. so much stuff done on moving vehicles in this film. Oh, yeah. Well, that's basically the movie. Yep. You know, some people complain because they drive to one place, decide that that's not the place they want to be, turn around and drive back. Hey, 
that's an oversimplification, a massive oversimplification. They were going to the green place. The green place doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. They have to find somewhere else to go. So they decide they're going to go, you know, 200 days into the desert. No, go back to where the green actually is. Yeah, instead of... It's undefended. Going off aimlessly in hopes of finding something. Why don't you go where you know there's water? Hey, we actually get to see Tom Hardy's face. (laughs) Oh. Biting him. Bitey girls. It's uh, remarkable she just didn't outright kill him. Well, they kept her from killing him. Yeah. He's just a boy. They save his life, and yeah, yeah. he's still spouting this. Yeah, that he'll die and rise again. Yeah, this whole... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Gosh. Programming? No. You know, when you're really obsessed with your religion. Oh, yeah, a zealotry. Thank Zealous. you! I couldn't Zealotry? think of the word. Zealotry. I yeah, think that's it. he's a zealot. Yeah. He's indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. A believer. It's not our fault. And like when he looks at him like, you guys blew up the world. And he looks like, oh, yeah, I guess we did. Mm-hmm. Well, women didn't set off the bombs. And, yeah, well, I don't know. Was Hillary president during this? <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> who well, was responsible? Well, who? that's the thing, though. You start it from one spot, and that's the person who started it. Right. Because if one person launches missiles, then everybody else is going to launch their missiles. Right. Everybody. Yeah. So this is what happens after Trump. Mm-hmm. Now go hide. <laughs> looking at them all like a lot of women. Show them how to run the truck. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, yeah, that's later. It's a little bit later. Yeah. He's making her stay, and he's going to stay in the crawl space with her, and then she's going to show him. Now, I don't even know why or even if she trusted these motorbiker gang members. Oh, I don't think she trusted them. It's just she knew it was the only way through, so mm -hmm. trying to make a deal with them. Well, and the deal would have gone fine had, you know, she not been... Trailed by everybody in the region. Yeah. It's like, I thought we told you to come along. But at the same time, I'd think, oh, we got what we wanted. Kabang. Yep. And just keep everything. Because how trustworthy could these guys really be? Granted, they have an excellent position because they have that pass. You know, they control that area. If you want to get from one side to the other, you have to deal with those people. Mm-hmm. I love how she just decides to call him fool. Yeah. <laughs> that look of incredulity. Yeah. One, one, two, red, black, go. No. <laughs> no, he's got it. I wouldn't. You'd have to. Okay. I'm going to have to write that down. Another aerial shot there. That's a helicopter shot. Yeah. It's uh, such a good blend of CG and um, and practical practical effects. effects that it's really hard to tell where one is and one isn't. We should put in the oil on. It's serious now. It can't be good for your skin. 
I really don't think she gives a flying fuck about her skin mm, at this point. It doesn't point. oil have a lot of toxins in it. Well, I don't know how much of it's oil or grease, you know. I'm surprised she doesn't have anything under her eye, because that would prevent glare. Makes you wonder why she did that, if it was just glare. Her be. Or just to look intimidating. Labatt, and she doesn't have sunglasses. Ah, yes. Okay, it's the pit stop. Everybody needs to go. Oh, don't talk about peeing. I have to go. <laughs> oh, no. I should have peed again before we started. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have, too, because we just ate before we started. And we have drinks. So. It's been an evening. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy time. Boy, that design on her arm is something else. So yeah. it's, uh, how many claws? Three? Three. And a thumb? Yeah, she's got three fingers and a thumb. And I like how they're grippy, so she can actually grab onto things. Yeah. Texture on them. This looks like uh, P-Funk's band. <laughs> we have horns. Well, they're very colorful. They've got a lot of orange going on. So go play funk on the mothership. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Spasms. Contractions and stuff. well-designed uh, shoulder pad as well. Yes, well, it's part of the arm system. Yep. It's got like a gauge on there for hydraulics or something. And here comes yep. a Morton Joe. Yep. Bang, 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 bang. Those little uh, automatic pistols, it looks like. You know, her mechanical arm is so well done that you just never question it. I mean, you know she has both her arms in real life. Yeah. But it's just done so seamlessly that you don't question it's it. It's an interesting choice because they didn't really have to do that. They could have just had her have both arms. It's well, like, oh, for the character, we want her to have a mechanical arm. So that's what they did. Well, I think that speaks to the horrors that she's been through. Yeah. And what she has done and how she has compromised to survive so that she can get back to the many mothers. Right. Now, them collapsing the canyon entrance mm -hmm. seems like a pretty extreme move, but I guess if they're on all-terrain vehicles, especially, like, light bikes, yeah, it doesn't you know, what's going to affect them? So, really, they're protecting themselves more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what they were supposed to do once she'd gone through anyway. Yeah, is blow it up and prevent anybody coming through. God, that'd be scary being one of those guys on those tall pole arms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they got your women. Well, no, he's he's seen them. He yep. knows, so he gets a place with the Morton Joe. <laughs> no one cares if you have nope. his boot. Getting elected to be. In the pursuit party, this guy with his replacement nose. Yeah, those two are sons of Immortan Joe. Are they? Yes. Because I never got that. From oh the... yeah. Well, they you you find out during the movie if you actually listen to the dialogue, darling. Uh, well, hmm. <laughs> I've seen this a couple of times. Yeah, and I've paid attention. Not enough because they're after Splendid gets killed. Spoiler. Um. 
the one one of them says, "You stay here with your grief, Daddy." Okay. But no, of course he's going to have his sons running Gas Town and Bullet Farm. Okay, because I never got that. And Daddy could be in reference to other things? No, they're all his sons. Okay. They're all his sons. Yeah. I like how they deal with this fire. It's (laughs) cool. (laughs) Putting down the, the plow and just using sand. Because the little one in the chair with the telescope, that's his son. Rictus is his son. Yeah. Imagine most people probably are his children because he's a warlord and it's like the Genghis Khan thing. Yeah. Just go rape all the women. Yeah. Have several wives and that's how he'd keep control is by... Spreading his genetic material throughout the lands he conquered. The thing is, though, is he wants to have perfect babies, hence the models. Yep. And this is where we find out how good a shot Furiosa is. Eventually he will die. And so have somebody to replace him. And that somebody should be as perfect as possible. Well, you're going to run out a lot of your... Ammo, there, Max. Well, they have more gun. They have more bullets for that gun than they do for yeah. this one. Little animosity Vroom. there between the ladies. Yeah. Well, one not being useful, so the other one taking up the. Uh, well, slack. she she's having contractions. Yep. It's kind of hard to focus on loading a gun <laughs> when you're having construction constructions contractions. <laughs> Using a flare gun. Hey, it worked. Oh! Under the wheel! Oh! That's gonna hurt. There goes the gas pod. It was yep. dead weight anyway. Don't blow up. Boom! Boom. Yep. That's <laughs> a chrome on that sucker. Big mushroom cloud. Well, that was a lot of guzzling. Oh, gasoline. Uh, yeah, I like how they do call it, call it guzzling. But, yeah, gasoline burns slowly so it makes a nice explosion mm-hmm. so a lot of pyrotechnics they'll use for explosions gasoline because it looks pretty on film because with Myth- Mythbusters when they blow up other things it would be so fast and so furious that you'd be like well not like a Fast and Furious film but <laughs> it'd be so intense oh mm-hmm. gave his life for a Morton Joe yeah. stupid but then the movie would be over that the explosion would be so instantaneous and not very pretty to look at unless you slowed it down. Mm-hmm. All the medals on his arm that he'd give himself because yeah. who's going to give him the medals? <laughs> the gun he's keeping near his crotch. Well, he's got a man spread because he's got that big fucking symbol right yep. on his crotch. Plenty, plenty room there to put a gun. Shiny and chrome. Thanks, Bane. No, no. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, you know, talking through a mask. Or Kylo. I like him chucking him over. Oh, mediocre! Yeah, that was really disappointing. I love how their insult is mediocre. Mm -hmm. That's their insult. 
mediocre. Not bad, just mediocre. That seems like if you're bad, you just die. Yeah. Those wheels are gigantic. Makes me think of Tonka trucks. Yeah. Uh oh, flamethrower. Look out. Oh. <laughs> the lady's giving him a look. Uh-oh. Well, shit. Well, that's gonna make it hard to steer. And that's gonna hurt. It's gonna make it even harder to steer. Yeah, getting your finger pinched. Ow. Your whole hand. Yeah. Nice use of the bolt cutters there. It's a harpoon gun. Yeah, if you think of something like Moby Dick, it's a really simple story. But because there's so much art put behind it, mm -hmm. it becomes something greater than that. But, you know, just to have this vengeful ship captain going out to sea to kill the whale that took his leg. That's very simple. But there's so much else involved, like the obsession and... The influence he has over the rest and the talk about just being orphaned and without family. Yeah. That you can take a simple story like this and find ways to approach it in an artistic manner. I love how the first time you see this movie, you're not really sure whether she went under the wheels because it happens so fast. Uh-huh. She went under the wheels. Yes. Max wasn't lying. No, because... And to have the doubt is like, is he telling them the truth or not? And then and then she, he looked her in the eyes and said, she went under the wheels. Yes. And she knew he wasn't lying. We're not going back for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, no! You're wasting ammo. Yeah, well... Rick, this isn't the brightest bulb in the pack. Yeah, well, he is wearing a jock strap around his chin. <laughs> no, that's a natural chin strap. Yeah, that's that. They used to wear those in the seventies. Yeah, it's women just did. Very flesh colored, so it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's just crazy. Oh no, overheated engine. Like, never get a Ford Taurus because they'll do that. <laughs> So I remember how often I'd have to get water and just feed it. It would overheat. Yep. It was great during the winter because my heater worked like crazy. Oh, yeah. It had the best defroster ever. Yeah. It's like just as soon Look as Look at you... that sniper scope. Yeah. That is a scope. Ah, nice. again. Took them both out. There you get to see how good a shot she is. Got those eyes. You saw it in Max's eyes when, after, you know, she said, we are not going back for her. Because you know, uh -huh. they knew she, she was dead or about to be dead. Yep. And that's the first time he really shows any compassion towards those girls was when Splendid was trying to get back into the vehicle and she fell off. Those are some fast clouds. See, right now would be our entire Michael Bay film. Yes. You can fit the storyline of a Michael Bay <laughs> film into a thimble. Which begs the question as to why his movies would be like two and a half hours long. <laughs> I know, two and a half hours of nothing. Of nothing. Jokes about testicles. Mm-hmm. 
gratuitous objectification of women. Mm, yes. As far as recasting for Max, I think they did a good job. Oh, absolutely. When I heard it was going to be Tom Hardy, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I think there's other choices they could have made, but I thought they did well with him. He does have that kind of laconic quality to him. Well, kind of the, a loner. The thing about Tom Hardy is he can do anything. He is a chameleon. Yeah. Because I have seen him in so many things and forgotten it was him. <laughs> He's upset. Now, oh. now Nux is... Yep, he failed. Thinks his life's Joe. over. But in the carrying of a redhead. <laughs> Hitting his head. <laughs> Those are some sweet goggles she has. Simple, yeah. but elegant. Yep. But that's my aesthetic. I like simple and elegant. Don't need to be overly complicated. That's some hell of scarring on his chest, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was done purposely. Yeah, makeup. No, but I mean, that was done purposely. Oh, yeah, that's not him. Yeah, that's not. Ugh. What the. Uh, accidental, incidental? Yeah. Because that's a design. That's not from combat. That must have hurt. Like how he names his. His tumors. Tumors, and they have little smiley faces on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pointing at them. Oh, Nicholas Holt has stunning eyes. Yeah. Attractive look guy. Looks good with a shaved head, too. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can pull that off. You know, some people have just not the right shape of head. Yeah. He's got a very nicely shaped head. Really great performance from him in this. Brilliant. It really was, for me, like the breakout performance, because you oh, yeah. expect Hardy to be good. You expect Theron to be good. But uh, Nicholas Holt is like, holy shit! Yeah. Because <laughs> the only other thing I'd ever seen in it was X-Men First Class. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it was the same person. And there's a lot of um, kind of burying your feelings with the two leads. Because mm -hmm. they've got to keep a tough face well Holt he's wearing his heart on his sleeve so you get a really emotional performance from him yep. road trip <laughs> again we have the blue against the yellow here ah uh, mud yeah well that's the green place, but it's not there anymore. Not quite yet. Oh, not quite yet? No. It's the creepy place with all the crows, oh, where there are right. the people walking on stilts. Yeah, which we don't find out a whole lot about those guys, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's just part of the story. This is sneaky. What, setting up some mines in their tracks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you'd think you'd follow the tracks of the vehicle you're pursuing. Yep. I'm listening for the... Uh, oh, the dear. Yep. You, you fell for it. Uh-oh. And now they're stuck. Because <laughs> once you stop, it's like, okay, now you've sunk mm -hmm. gravity-wise. 
Except Morden Joe's uh, vehicle with the size and width of those tires, it's unlikely he'd actually sink into the bog. Yep. And uh, the one that's built like a tank. Yeah. Makes me wonder if he lost his nose to, like, syphilis or something. It's like the, how their doctor is, like, also very gruff. And they have such a mechanical culture that I think even their doctor refers to things kind of in a mechanical way. Yeah. That even human anatomy is is discussed via, like, automotive mechanics, you know, in that terminology. I've always liked that in science fiction and fantasy is when the culture they live in determines the style of language they use. It's back to a clockwork orange. It's a bit like that where there's that Cold War mentality and so they're getting a lot of Russian propaganda. So the teenagers would adopt Russian words. Now this could have been really horrifying. But they hide enough yeah. that it's not it's it's hor more horrifying that they don't show everything. Yeah, you walk a fine line, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the zombie baby in uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, the, oh, that was which yeah. was I thought really poorly mm -hmm. treated, it yeah. was poorly executed, and just exploitative. But then that was a Zack Snyder film, if I'm correct. Well, no wonder I hated it. Yeah. Well, the complaint I've heard about it is that they were rushing when they didn't have to. Mm -hmm. It's like zombies can only move so fast. You don't have to get the car and go, you know, hit the maximum speed limit. Yes, well, people panic. Risk crashing. It's like you just have to drive faster than the zombies around you. Man, you can do it. It's a barrel length on those guns. Yeah. For uh, distance, it's like the uh, the Jack Nicholson Joker that he had in the Batman movie. Have this Tim Burton one. Yeah. Had a uh, barrel length that was several feet long. Go faster. <laughs> this tree, they forgot thing, what the word for tree is because they don't ever see them. Well, the war boys aren't allowed up top like that. Oh. They don't get to see all of the pretty growing things. Well, it seems like some of them are, so it's like, it must be very much like a tier level thing. Oh, yeah. It's like the base level is just your peons, and mm. then the war boys are kind of mid level, and then your executives. It's kind of like Plato's Republic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have your. You're working. She's like, give me, give general me. class. Give me, just give me, give me the gun. Your guardian class, and then your auxiliary class. And he knows that she can make the shot when he can't. Yep. Hold still. Nice one. Blind him. Ha ha. <laughs> Pointing the gun at him. The tree thing.
I'm blind. This is very day for night, mm-hmm. which is odd. Have you ever been in the desert in the middle of the night? I can't. You say can't that see I much. Have. You can't film in that. Yeah. So it's just something you have to accept. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, they're doing day for night, and and it's not just only that, but work. this this is after the nuclear apocalypse. How do we know it wouldn't look like this? And also, if you consider how bright the area is around you and reflection, because like living in Utah in the winter when you get snow, mm-hmm. if you had even a little bit of moonlight outside, it was still pretty damn bright because it all reflect off the snow. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that door would not have stopped an automatic weapon. Um, well, they're holding at an angle, too. That's so. true. That's okay, then. We've learned from Myth Mythbusters Buster. that if it's at an angle, you're more likely to deflect it. Mm-hmm. And that's to how... head on, because they're designed to penetrate. Yeah. And so those stories of people whose life was saved by, you know, a Zippo lighter in the pocket or a sheriff's badge... No, it's not like they were shot directly. They were shot at an angle and it deflected. Well, it deflected off of something else and oh, into... Yeah, into... Yeah. yeah. It's either way if it's, you know, it deflected an angle rather than head on. And she's and free. we're moving. And once you got it moving, just keep it moving. Yeah, well, now they're back on sand. It's yeah. not mud anymore. And... <laughs> Did you hear like the sound of yep. the of reeling the back in the winch? winch. Yeah, the winch. Can't think of the word. I'm having trouble with words. That's okay. I was having trouble with zealot. Uh, yeah, just expressing myself in general. I'm having trouble. The skulls in the front. Actual human skulls. I'm sure. Well, one of them looked kind of like one of them might have been metal, but yeah, I think the other two were actually. It almost looked skulls. like it's 3D printed. It kind of had the pixelated quality to it. Wouldn't stop again. I would be afraid of it stalling. There, well, that's the thing. They have to let the engine cool. Ah, yes. Otherwise, it'll overheat, and they won't be going anywhere anyway. Yeah. And now Max is going to go take care of business. Yep. <laughs> when he comes back, is like, no, that's not my blood. <laughs> a, or she says it doesn't. Yeah. She's not his blood. Like, Are you hurt? And she says that's not his blood. Yeah. And that the gravity of that kind of hits all of them, and they're like, the fact you "Yeah, don't I'm see glad it. he's on our side." You know, he goes into them, wipes them all out, comes back, and with supplies. Yeah, it's like never even and and a boot. Saw what he did. <laughs> That's what? the thing that cracks yeah. me up. It's like he, he takes the time to get a boot for Nux. He's like, "Okay, you're useful yep. here." That just touches on to the. The mythic quality of the Mad Max figure is we don't follow his journey there. It's more of them having a run-in with him. Yeah, well, he helps them get to where they're going. Without him, they probably would have been dead and or captured. So we don't see his story there with how he takes them out and gets the supplies. Which is fun. It does add this legendary quality to him. Mm-hmm. This is the bandolier around his shoulder. Got a couple of them. Here's your steering wheel. And 
Somewhere in here, there's a boot. Bandolier. There's a boot. boot. <laughs> it just kind of looks like, oh, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> this is not his blood. <laughs> That's going to look like, hmm. Gross. Yeah, he's got like five types of hepatitis now. Oh, it's convenient that they fit. Oh, here's That's the weird the crow place. people on stilts. Yeah. That's the green place. Makes you wonder if that was one of Miller's ideas or something somebody in the art team came up with. Well, you know they have storyboards before they start doing costumes or anything. Yeah. So somebody, either George Miller came up with it or somebody in the art department. Well, did. even before storyboards, you'd think they'd have concept art. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Whoa. What was that? A little bit of um, the, the Total Recall there? No, you mean the uh, ice bulging out? Yeah. That happened in every single Mad Max movie. Oh, somebody's eyes would bulge out? Yeah, usually Max's. Ah. But not always. Because it, it happened in the first one. Oh. I think it happened a couple of times, if I remember right. Once with Toe Cutter and once with Max. Oh. And I, I'm pretty sure it happened in the second one. I can't remember off the top of my head for sure if it happened in the third one. But that was a signature Mad Max thing. Wow. I'm surprised you did not know that. I haven't seen those in so long because I have a hard time watching Mel Gibson. So do I. But... I managed to divorce myself from the despicable human that he is yeah. and just try to give the movie its due. Well, you hadn't seen him, so I had seen him before. He seemed to go off the deep end, mm -hmm. and so I haven't seen them since. Well, see, and that's the thing. It's, it's not that he went off the deep end. He was already in the deep end, but he was <laughs> just hiding it very well. Well, yeah, I suppose so. It seems like he has really peculiar daddy issues. He has really peculiar issues, period. Yeah. And then... <laughs> um, nom, 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 nom. Oh, I did I... not expect that. That's <laughs> a good source of protein. Yeah. Boy, it is a pretty, pretty desert. Yeah, if you're not stuck wandering in it. Yeah. Or having it with flowers dotted everywhere after a rain. Mm-hmm. As what happened. <laughs> Our macro binoculars there. Ah, the trap. And it's familiar to her. Yeah. And she was quite young at the time she had been taken. Yep. And I shudder to think what has been done to her along the way. Mm. All the bits of mirror and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just to attract people's attention. Naked older lady, yeah. Can't be good for her skin. Honey, they're in an irradiated wasteland. Nothing is good for your skin. <laughs> Nothing. Nice. Protect yourself from sun damage. Believe it. Well, it's not like she's been sitting up there all day. Yeah. She saw them coming. And then got up there. Yeah. I got you. Like how she has like 500 belts around her. Well, they're all to keep their arm on. Yeah. All those straps. La 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 la. Uh, 
Noise. And here we meet the many mothers, one of which is Melissa Jaffer! This has a long-ass career. That lady is impressive. Mm. It made me so happy when I saw her. I'm Boy. like, oh my god, it's Neuronti! I nearly lost it on that one motorcycle. A little slide on that back wheel. And it's interesting how there isn't really full nudity, so thanks for that. Yeah, It's also interesting how it seems to be the only power tower around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, where are the rest of them? Usually you have a bunch of them, there's just one. Though they could have uh, harvested it for the metal. Yeah. So, so they could build their village or whatever and fall out. Yep. Older women. She looks like a little girl in that shot. A little girl that finally found her way home. Well, she kind of did when she first looked at that tower. It was like, oh, I'm home. Mm -hmm. So to speak. She's been gone 7,000 days. Shall we find out how long 7,000 days is? It's 1,000 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to be a smartass like that, Dave? <laughs> I was just trying to think of the simplest way to figure... That is over 19 years. Oh, I was, what I was thinking is about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're worried about the men. And why not? The, the two whole men. It's like, no, the, well, they that, can be counted on. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Their dealings with men have all involved violence. Of course. There's Melissa Jaffe. Oh, Nicholas sure does cut a figure, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. Of course, I've seen uh, Tom Hardy naked <laughs> in Bronson. He'd fight naked a lot. Yeah, well, when you fight naked, if you, if you get injured, it doesn't uh, drive any fibers into the wound, <laughs> yep. and then you don't die of gangrene. Well, also, he'd like put <laughs> lard or something on himself, yeah. and so they couldn't grab him. Yep. Yeah, I've got one. Boom! That's what the Spartans did. Boom! Yeah. Well, I've got one. Boom! It's very odd when we do that. Leather straps. And now and comes yep, the horrible realization. Finds out that the green place is gone. Yeah, he's became like everything else. And just the. Yeah, she's this, she's just <laughs> stunned. Well, all that planning, all that preparation, all that desire to return, mm -hmm. and, and it's not there. It's gone. So now what? You know, this yeah. was this was the goal, and they moved the goalposts. So now what? And I just dropped the arm. It's probably heavy and it hurts. Yeah, and just the shaky way she walks. Mm -hmm. Very defeated. Bombings. Now here comes the primal scream. Yep. The shout out the heavens. No. Yep. There you go. Just tough because that's such a cliche. Yeah, but it's you, Furiosa. Yeah. That you have to approach that carefully to fall on the knees and cry no kind of thing. But at least it wasn't no. It was a wordless scream of frustration. And it was. Satellite. It was fitting. It was appropriate reaction yep. for what was going on in her brain. Useless satellite. 
more day for night kind of looking thing. Oh, makes such a cute couple. Cool. Stunning. She looks better when her hair's not hanging in her face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cleaning the gun there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Probably. Melissa Jaffer is in her 80s. Probably. She is. She. <laughs> she's magnificent. Isn't that bare about where Chris Walken is now? He's not 80. Good God. I thought he was. I thought he was. No. Close to his 80s now. Well, probably not, because that would make De Niro about that same age. Ah, oh, the seeds. No, it was Jacoby. His old, uh, yeah, the bag of seeds. Because she's the seed keeper. Uh, leave it to a woman to keep Mother Nature in a in a bag, <laughs> so that you could replant, replenish mm -hmm. the earth. Yep. And passing that on to a new generation. What are you going to do with this thing? Now you're having a hard time bringing up info. It doesn't want to search for her. Okay, fine. I'll do it this <laughs> way. That must be cold at night, you would think. Oh, the desert is very cold at night. Yeah, she does have a blanket around her, but man, even so. Oof, yeah, it seems to be quite a breeze, too. Yeah, well, there's nothing to stop it. it. Looks like members of Heart behind them, or Vixen, some <laughs> girl metal band, rock band. And this yeah. is when you find Jesus's footprints. He was with us the whole time. Yeah. Oh, she's age seventy-nine, so she's almost eighty. Just about there, huh? She'll be. 80 this year on December 1st. Yup. She kicks ass! Love you, Melissa Jaffer. A little bit of reflection in their eyes. And here's the funny thing. The old woman that was in the uh, the vault. I'm just going to call it the vault. You know, with the shotgun. And the tattoos. Yeah. The, the way he says her name, you think it's Miss Kitty, but it's Miss Giddy. Miss Giddy? Mm-hmm. And with all those tattoos, it makes you wonder if that's information tattooed on her. Like, it yeah, seemed like be. she was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And so those would be things they'd have to read. It's like that's how they got an education, and that part of that was reading her skin. Yep. And here he is having one of these weird hallucinations again. Ah. Yeah. That saves his life. <laughs> it's weird because there's like something almost supernatural about that. Mm -hmm. This premonition that just having this weird impulse to bring up his hand <laughs> prevents him from getting his head stabbed. Yeah. Very odd. Says this one motorcycle that has a Sled behind it. Yeah, well, you gotta have a way to uh, yep. transport your supplies. This is like the longest he talks. Yeah. This is probably the um, 
quietest moment of the film is you know, when they're regrouping to then go back. Yeah, when he's convincing them to go back. So I think Trent Reznor is talking about how he does a live concert. And it's like you start with really big, raucous, noisy songs and you know the big hits, and then you quiet it down in the center. You use your you know slow ballads and stuff, and then you go back to your big, loud, noisy hits again. And it's like having a storm pass over you. you know? It's like the the hurricane winds, and then you're in the eye of the storm, and then the hurricane winds again. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the format of this show. You know, this film is action, 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 quiet moment. Action, 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 action. Yeah, well, you have to have the quiet moments. You can't have action yeah. the whole time. Yeah. That's just the way things work. If it's nonstop action, it just becomes a Michael Bay movie. And it's part of the... It's, it's hard to look at this as a three-act structure, but it kind of does have that. You know, you have the their escape into the desert, her revelation that the green place is gone, mm-hmm. and then them going back. It's hard to make out the details on his chest. Yeah, it's it's impossible to know for sure what it is. Um, it could be a representation of Valhalla for all we know. Could be. It's very hard to tell. There's nothing that way. Go back to the place yep. where there's green. We know where there's water. Let's go back there. It's like through them. Well, they won't be expecting it. Yeah. yeah, I can see what you mean by his messed up hair. Because mm-hmm. that cowlick is out of control. Yeah, and it is longer than everything else. Boy, it makes you wonder how long they shot this, because if he had to have that hairstyle that whole time. Yeesh. Yeah. He probably wore hats a lot. And, uh, um, Tom Hardy would be willing to do this at least three more times. Oh, he enjoyed it that much, huh? Yeah, he he would do it. This guy with the elephantitis of the feet. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading trivia. Huh? Um, according to uh, Rosie Huntington Whiteley, which is the splendid, the one who got killed. Yep. Whenever she or the other wives' clothes slipped, Tom Hardy would never tell them directly. He, instead, he would act out a cartoonish eye popping out action. <laughs> <laughs> to let them know. It's like, hey, your uh, body is showing. Mm-hmm. Was it like the Slave Leia outfit that uh, Carrie Fisher keeps slipping out of it? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's Carrie's boob again. No, they wouldn't even be that nice. They'd be like, okay, everybody ready? Tits are fine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the deal. Yep. Uh, another interesting thing about this film is it was shot in sequence, which is unheard of. It works for certain action films because you can keep your continuity. Mm-hmm. So if there's a makeup effect or something, it's like, okay, we know what we're doing now. And sometimes when you shoot out of order, you can end up with some weird pretty woman stuff where things aren't quite matching up. <laughs> So, a lot of films weren't meant for, like, the video age, you know, the 
especially much older films. <laughs> Talking about his car. My car. Except they didn't expect you to stop every single frame of the film to see if things were holding up. Yep. So, uh, all of the Vovolini, all the many mothers. Yeah. They did their own stunts. Holy shit. Yeah. Because they are hardcore! God, how did they ensure this thing? I like them fuel-injecting the... <laughs> mm -hmm. Manually fuel-injecting the vehicles by <laughs> spitting gasoline into the engine. Yep. That's insanity. So, uh... Oh, boy! Dropping some, uh, those... Car spikes. Yeah. Um. They yes. their uh, head of cinematography, John Seal. He came out of retirement for this. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh man, shot right in the chin. And the night scenes were filmed in bright daylight and deliberately overexposed. And then color manipulated, and in many shots, the sky was digitally replaced with more detailed or interesting skies. <laughs> yeah, it's, I definitely got the day for night thing. But yeah, like you're saying, night on, in a desert, unless you brought lights, but then you'd have something unnatural looking. Mm -hmm. So just shoot day for night and allow people to suspend their disbelief. Yep. Because it really is quite obvious that that's what they're doing, but yeah. it works. Well, it's a foreign landscape at this point. It's yeah. it's a vision of the future. And without light pollution mm -hmm. from cities, oh. it's like, how bright would your nights be if you had more starlight? Oh, no! These chicks are badass. Yeah, they are. So, oh, not many of them survive, if I'm not mistaken. No, not many of them do. And uh, there's no swearing in this film. Uh, it's kind of like Serenity and Firefly, where uh, you can kind of get away with using made-up swear words. Yeah, well, that's the thing. One of them is borrowed, and when I say the word, you'll understand where it's from. But uh, the, the platinum blonde girl, uh -huh. you know, she's always whispering things, but uh, she... Uh, when she's berating Max, she says that he's a crazy smeg who eats schlanger. Oh, smeg, yeah. Smeghead. Yeah. Red dwarf. Smeg. Yep. Smegma, the uh, weird junk that collects around the foreskin of a penis. And, uh, yeah, and schlanger uh, is a, a variation of the word schlang, which is German for snake, apparently. Schlang, yep. So basically, he's saying he eats dick. <laughs> Man, these harpoons are insane. Mm -hmm. And the little track things they have at the back of the cars to send down and get traction and hook themselves in. Eesh. Holy crap, that's a stunt and a half. Yeah, it is. Uh, ripped off the top of their truck. Yeah. So, um... That's gotta be scary to have yourself all covered in freaking... Gasoline. Here come the polecats. Especially with the polecats, because you get hit by one of those, you're going to be on fire no matter what. Yep. 
Oh no, look out! So the uh, people on stilts, uh-huh. they are actually the boys abandoned by the Vuvulini when the green place turned sour. Huh. See, I wouldn't know that at all. Of course not. That's why you have to read the trivial things. Well, how uh, how would they things. know that in, unless they just had that in special features or something? No, not Melissa Jaffer, you bastards! It's not indicated anywhere in the storyline, so... No, but you kind of get that feeling because you find out that's where the green place was. Uh-huh. Why oh, would come when say, someone okay. come there and Sorry. stay? No, those were the people who were left behind. The troll people. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm watching the film, and by stilts, I thought you meant the the bendy things. No, those are poles, darling. Yeah. Sorry, stilts. I thought, crow, I well, said the crow people on the stilts. Okay, I didn't hear crow people. I just heard stilts. I'm sorry, Dave. Do you want me to shut up and let you watch the movie? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I just I was watching the film, and I thought we were talking about what was taking place on screen. Because that's where my attention was. I wasn't thinking of the crows. Up oh, there's the bit where he has that premonition kind mm-hmm. of thing. Not sure about that. It's weird. But then, yeah, we are doing with dealing with kind of a legendary thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, does he have some weird psychic ability? Is he have a guardian angel that protects him? It's kind of weird. Yep. Not sure what the, that is. So, uh, here's an interesting thing. Uh, Nicholas Holt learned to knit from a makeup artist during the shoot. Well, yeah, because makeup takes forever, so you want to do something to entertain you. Some people might play games on their iPhone or something. Or but he learned gossip. to knit. I know model, what, Paulina Periscova, is that the name? One that's married to one of the members of the cars or was married i don't know if they still are yeah but she became a ventriloquist because when they'd apply makeup to her she couldn't move her mouth if they were applying lipstick and so she'd talk without moving her lips and just gotta Uh, and you take this ventriloquist ability out of it the guy with a baby head growing out of his head Ooh, i didn't notice that yeah you see it when he's climbing you see it a couple of times but you really see it when he's climbing in to stab furiosa It's horrifying. So, a red-headed actress. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but her first name's Riley. She is, uh, Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. Oh. And now that I know that, I can totally see the resemblance. I see. There's a lot of zooms. It's... Like, in an action movie, you can kind of get away with that, the... The mm-hmm. crash zoom. Yep. Oh man, just crushing that guy between the two vehicles is insane. Yep, and he blows up. Boom. So that uh, eye bulging thing, that was actually the original footage from the first Mad Max. Film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that was really well done. Yeah. So well, no wonder they went back and used it again. Well, they cleaned it up. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that that was the same footage. Yeah. Because it fits seamlessly. So, interesting. I wonder how much Mussolini inspired this character, the one with the nose. Yes. Or the lack of a nose, I should say. He's called the People Eater. The People Eater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be a cannibal. 
She's been stabbed. She's gonna die. That's she thinks she's gonna die. Get your setup and pay off with him being a universal donor and having the blood thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things on fire. Well, there's a lot of flamethrowers, aren't yep. there? And a lot of um, lances that explode. Even the bumper has this, like, acid-etched design in it. Yep. Flamethrowers! And that's the end of that car. Yep, yep. the flamethrower car. She sneered. She is a determined person. Yes. <laughs> he can see on her face she's losing a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Starting to turn gaunt and... Just that look of desperation on her face. Uh-oh! One of the whole cats got him. Whoa! And that is scary. So according to George Miller, 90% of the effects are practical. Is that a Wilhelm scream? It may well have been. It sounded like it might have been. Yeah, I'm kind of over that. I've heard it in too many things. It's become a caricature of itself. Yeah, it's it's a parody. I can see, you know, with film history and stuff, how people like to use it. But it's like, really? I think we're done with that now. Yeah. Especially when I heard it in several of the Lord of the Rings. I was like, that guy did it, that guy did it. Okay, it's it's over that, guys. Boy, that's a lot of pursuit. Chrome everywhere. Oh man, going head to head with the Morden Joe. Yep. She's gonna take this fucker down. Even as a stick shift head is a skull. Mm-hmm. Chrome skull. It's a bad engine. Because I'm dying. <laughs> she is. She's literally dying. Yep. I need you to drive because I'm dying. Yeah, she could even have the strength to climb. There's our guitar guy again. Well, see, that's the thing. She's a badass. Yeah. Which is why instead of saying man up, I say woman up. <laughs> because a woman will just get up and keep going. Mm. <laughs> Well, that was bound to happen, huh? If you're going to have some guy on bungee cords with a flaming guitar. Yeah. Going to end up using him as a weapon, more or less. Slamming people with it. Well, they found all those amplifiers. Yeah, well. Yeah. Where he learned to play. I guess you could teach yourself. A lot of musicians have. Yeah, she's dead. Up and here's our tank. <laughs> Scary dude. That dude is like 41. He does not look 41. This looks a bit like the rock. Same kind of body type. Slam! Oh no! She went there willingly. He's grabbing all the ladies. 
So there's a list on here of all of the things that were tattooed on Max's back at the beginning of the film. Oh, is there? Yes. Imagine somebody freeze-framed it. Day 12,045. Height 10 hands, 180 pounds, no name, no lumps, no bumps, full life clear, two good eyes, no busted limbs, piss okay, genitals intact, (laughs) multiple scars, heals fast, O negative, high octane, universal donor, lone road warrior rundown on the Powder Lakes V8. No guzzling, no supplies, isolate, psychotic, keep muzzled. (laughs) (laughs) Genitals intact. Yep. Oh, shot in the gas tank. Hits him with it. It's like the scene from Irreversible. Mm -hmm. Smash his head with a tank. I love this. Oh, you're done. Oh, when he rips the face off? Yeah. Ah, there goes his face. And her arm. Oh, I can make her another one. Come Pretty good score. It suits it. Spits on his faceless corpse. Morden Joe is dead. So, uh, I don't know if you noticed this. What's that? When uh, Engine 1 goes down, you know, and, and Furios has to go make repairs, it's the same sound that the Millennium Falcon makes yeah. when you can't go to hyperdrive. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I it's almost the, commented on it. It's the exact same sound. Yeah. Kind of a weird little grinding to a halt noise. Mm-hmm. Ugh, itchy, scratchy. A lot of meaningful looks at one another right now. Yep. This well, person glances at this person. This person glances at that person. Well, they love each other. Yeah, well, I... And, uh, and there's the... You know, they think they're going to be together again, I but think. then this turns out yeah. to not be so. Well, he's got to sacrifice himself for the woman he loves. Got to protect him. Yep. Okay, that's um, frightening. That's somebody who's very strong to rip the engine right out of a car. Witness me. That that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Her reaching out to him. And... And he dies with honor. Yeah. Spin that sucker. Isn't this the bit where it explodes and I think the steering wheel comes yeah, into frame? Yeah, this right here. There's the guitar, uh, yeah. which isn't so bad because it is on a bungee, yeah. but it's the steering wheel that annoys everybody. Yeah. So I heard people try to defend that, saying that that actually happened, but it's like, well, we zoom into a particular part of it that is... The symbol of a Morton Joe, and that's very doubtful, so that's definitely an effect. So. Now it's all very sad. She's dying. Oh, she's all kinds of beat up. Mm hmm. But she took down a Morton Joe. Yep. There's the symbol again. It's etched on everything. It's branding. It's kind of like the hidden Mickeys all over the. Like Disneyland. Oi! 
Gotta poke a hole in her lungs so she can breathe. And he apologized before doing it, which shows how far their relationship has come in a very short time. <laughs> Sorry this is going to hurt, but I need to do this so you can breathe. This, like, the whole Pacific Rim thing is there could be a romance developing here or not. I don't think it has anything to do with romance. Yeah. I think it has to do with mutual respect. Yeah, you could go either way with it. It's like, mm -hmm. if you want there to be kind of a burgeoning romance between them, you well, could, you know, if it's, you're it's that possible. kind of person and you want that. And if you don't want that, then you could just say, yeah, it is a mutual respect situation. Mm -hmm. He saw how hard she fought Yeah, if you wanted the people. love story, it could be the, the nuts and the redhead. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There doesn't always have to be a love story just because there's a male protagonist and a female protagonist. Yeah. That it's doesn't mean there has to be a romance. Like the Finn Ray thing. Is like, mm -hmm. I don't actually want that no, to happen. No, it's Finn and Poe all the way, bitches! Yeah. yeah. Really don't need a love interest every time. You know, a lot of studios kind of push for that, but you don't need it. And sometimes it is a love story, and other times, nope. Well, it looks like those that one decal, or whatever you want to call it, is riveted on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way you have to look at these films, yes. Max is never going to stay around. So that guy's really missing those legs. Yep. That is not a CGI effect. Um, there's a zombie movie called The Dead that's filmed in Africa, and it also uses... People with uh, birth defects and other Well, this was filmed in Namibia, so... Yeah. Which it is Africa. Opens with the zombie walking on what looks like a broken foot. And it's the guy's actual foot. And... So, yeah, it's interesting thing. It's like, where do you stand morally with that? Is Employing people that might not normally be employed for that kind of thing? Or exploiting them? Now, this is where you find out how little a dead Immortan Joe means to these people. <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't show me. I'll show you who I am. Yeah, here's your leader. His jaw is gone. He's not immortal. Yep. It's like, oh, yay! <laughs> We're free! Yeah, the crowd Let's goes rip his wild. body apart! Yeah. Because he was been horrible to us! Kick him in the head like he's Mussolini. And now, of course, we're wondering, is Furiosa alive? Yeah. yeah they really do rip him apart, don't they? <laughs> and now he's getting really nervous. Yeah. Everybody looks at him like, you're next on the yeah. chopping block, dude. Yeah, you're not protected. Yeah. And there's Furiosa. Yay, she lives! Of course. Not he, like we had much doubt. He has high octane crazy blood. Yep. It's like all the people that work for Jabba. Yep. So you got to think of Max as the lone gunman in a western. Yeah, he's he travels he's the man from with place the name. to place. He's a Clint Eastwood character. Yeah, he he never stays around. He goes in, he helps, and he leaves. What's with the little guy in his seventies medallion? <laughs> this is quite literally them ascending. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone was chanting, yeah. let them up. Yeah. 
And they now realize that the uh, regime has changed. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys can come up too. Come yep. up and see the green place. Holy crap. Yeah. All kinds of deformities. All of the mothers off their breast pumps. Fucking and those controls to the the water thing that were like right off a ship. Mm-hmm. Well, Australia did have shipyards. And ports. Makes you wonder how much water they actually have. <laughs> well. Because I wouldn't let that go too long, because what if you run out of your reserve? Well, it seems to me he's been building this empire for decades. Yeah, so. but he's also been controlling the amount that he lets out. Ah, this one eye makes me hurt. Yep. And then he disappears into the crowd. Yep. On to the next adventure. Not of respect. Not of respect, yes. And he's gone. And that and in credits is Mad Max. Oh, sorry, I didn't speak more coherently for that. Who couldn't think of the word zealot? Oh, I couldn't think of most words or sentences. Oh, so and then our nice pulp credit ending here. Yes. Well, it's fun to have like these pulp movies that kind of end up being better than they really need to be. Margaret Sixel. Uh-huh. Junkie XL. It, she had 480 hours of film to edit. <laughs> Shit. It took her six months just to watch it all. Damn. She damn well should have that Academy Award. Yeah. And she does. And rightly so. Yeah, that's a lot of hours to... And she with. she did it all herself. Yeah. I mean, for a movie that size, sometimes they have two or three editors. But, you know, like for Force Awakens, they had two editors, both women. So. It just, you'd have to keep whittling it down. It's like, okay, we've got, yeah, I still have trouble communicating. Um, fuck, what am I saying? Uh, we got good footage, bad footage, so you just go through and pull all your bad footage and then do it again and then do it again mm -hmm. until you have the best of the best and keep that and then edit that down and get all your coverage. The Vovolini. Bubbling. Bubbling. Yeah, it's weird because it's almost like vulva. But it's not. Yeah, weird. It's a weird thing to call the women. They called themselves that. Yeah, it's just an odd name. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yep. I really love this film. Well, I do too. It's really high-octane action film. And smarter than it needs to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a message. Feminist message of the men that destroyed the world, the women that are capable of replenishing it, and the whole sex slavery aspect of it we get. The men being bred into violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot being said. 
Well, there's an unofficial Mad Max wiki website, uh-huh. which has decided the film is a reboot, and it is not. And it says it takes place after Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which is highly unlikely. Yeah. There's no clear indication of where it fits in the timeline. Mm-hmm. I could see that being between Road Warrior and Thunderdome. Well, see, that's the thing, because... The jacket that he's wearing is actually a replica of the original Mad Max uh, jacket. And uh, the thing is, is that his V8 gets destroyed in the, uh, at the beginning, excuse me, at the Beyond Thunderdome. Right. So it, how did he have it and get it destroyed again? Yeah. So it's possible he found another one. I'm fine with that. But I don't know why people feel a need to put this in a, a, a niche. It's just another story in the Mad Max universe. Why do you have to figure out where it belongs in the sequence? It doesn't matter. It's like James Bond. The films and the books are completely out of order. Mm-hmm. And also, is is Daniel Craig a reboot? Or is he a continuation? Because if you think of him working for Lady M, who was also in the Pierce Brosnan era. Mm-hmm. So she was a continuation from one Bond to another. It's all very weird. Yeah. It's like, where do all the Bonds fit chronologically? And see, I don't care. It does. It doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. And uh, I really don't know why people keep calling this a reboot. If you were going to do a reboot, you'd have to start before the war. Because Uh, that's where the story began. Oh, no, it might be because of recasting. And so whenever they recast, it's people might think, oh, reboot. But uh, to me, it's another story in like an anthology of films about Mad Max. And they could make more, or even people around him, anything else. I find it disturbing how many bad reviews there are for this on IMDb. Most of them from men. Well, yeah, because they think of it being a dick flick, and that Mad Max should be the one that's carrying the story, and not some woman. Well, they live in a different age now, it's... Got to get away from that Sean Connery perspective of the world, you know, or the what's the fucking name of the stupid guy from Battlestar Galactica in 18... Dirk Benedict? Yeah, Dirk Benedict. His fucking misogynist point of view, where women are just supposed to be barefoot and pregnant, and mm-hmm. it's men supposed to be yeah. manly. And the reason we have so many problems in the world is because women came out of the kitchen. What a moron. Yeah. Well, women can be powerful figures. Odyssea. Apparently, she's supposed. To, her name is supposed to be pronounced Boudica. I don't care. Oh, probably Boudica. That almost sounds like Japanese or something. Boudica. Like I said, everyone is entitled to their opinion. Yeah. And it's it's always interesting to me to see how vastly a film can divide people. This is one of those films. IMDb is a weird place anyway for reviews because people seem to either hit one or ten in the star rating. Yeah. <laughs> so you end up with something. It, weirdly in the middle, like lots of sevens and fives. Well, it's just some of the things that are said, like one person started their review of, if you want to lose IQ points, watch this. What? 
What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. You, Just because you didn't yeah. like something doesn't mean that it's dumb. Maybe you're the one that doesn't have a high enough <laughs> IQ to understand the themes of this film. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't mean you have to like it. Mm. But just just acting like it's a big dumb movie, that's not what this is. Or movies that claim to be more intelligent than they are. Mm-hmm. With Batman versus Superman, there's a lot of reviews coming up with that is that it's too smart for Marvel fans. Oh, I find fuck that, that. That's insulting. Very much insulting. No, you're just trying to justify the fact that DC has been trying to play catch up to Marvel (laughs) for years now, Mm. and they're still not doing it. Right. And if DC would get their movie division and their television division together (laughs) and let their television people do the movies, they would have a much more successful franchise. Mm. Films certainly would be lighter in tone. Well, not only that, but they'd make sense. The fact that they're going to recast any of the television people if they do it when they do a Justice League movie, they'll recast the Flash. They'll recast. Well, they already have. They already. Yeah, they won't do that. They won't use the actors that made the roles what they are. God forbid they do that. See, that's my big problem with DC. Yep. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Yeah, I don't mind too much that the television and movies are in separate worlds because right now I wouldn't want them to be the same. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I am saying that the movie division is shit yep. and the television division is smart. Yeah. And what they need to do is let the television division make the fucking movies. Well, they should have the same thing with Marvel and their animated universe. They don't have an animated universe anymore. Okay, they don't. No. I thought they were still making animated movies. No. They're just shit. No. Okay. In fact, they discontinued Avengers Earth Mighty- Earth's Mightiest Heroes oh. when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started. Okay. Wow. I know these things. Okay. Can't get me going. <laughs> I already have. It's too late now. <laughs> you start going up in volume. It's like, yeah, okay. Fine, whatever. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, well, that's the end of the movie. So. Yeah, it's the end of the movie. So, Dark Track of the Week, then. Yep. Or Fortnite, or whatever it is. All right. Picking a dark track for Mad Max Fury Road is interesting, because what do we want? We want something kind of high-octane. Mm-hmm. want something featuring some metallic electric guitar, something with some preferably female-fronted vocals. And so that led me to Helen Flowers, one of the Alpha Matrix bands. And we had a while back a Cold Wave music special. Mm-hmm. And I discussed how most, if not practically all, of Cold Wave bands are male-fronted. But in this instance, it's a female vocalist. And that this is more on the lines of just... Uh, industrial rock metal and but i can hear a cold wave influence especially in its use of guitars and sharp clippy editing Mm. (laughs) there's like a stabbing quality to the music that you'll hear stabby stabby yeah it's kind of like stings now they're very sharp and cut off very quickly so helen flowers are helmed by nomi aurora who's the vocalist the songwriter and does programming and design. And then also Max with two X's, <laughs> who's guitars, songwriting, programming, and production. And so this power duo forms Helen Flowers, who are influenced by 
bands like the Sisters of Mercy, Scold, KMFDM, which makes sense because Scold. Scold and KMFDM. Yeah. yeah it's like one really belongs with the other. And they even like Marilyn Manson, which makes sense because Tim Scold is bass guitarist for Marilyn Manson, but often plays keyboards and sings with KMFDM. So multi-instrumentalist. The Cure, Depeche Mode, The Prodigy, you now just kind of pulling from the whole dark alternative scene. And do you have any comments about the song? I did not expect it to be a female vocalist. For <laughs> yeah, you don't, because it does have that cold wave quality, and you expect a male vocalist to come in, and it's a woman who's got that female rock metal quality to her vocals and it's like oh that was surprising yeah i appreciated the surprise so yeah well done and i do enjoy the song i it's how do i explain this is kind of like listening to chia sing a kmfdm song yeah it's similar to that sort of but not yeah. you know i'm not saying that it's it's exactly like that i'm just saying it reminded me of that because it was a song that I expected to have a male vocalist. And the chorus goes in a different direction than I'd expect, too. And I wonder if that's her input there as well. But the song's called Carmageddon, and she even spells out the karma, which is K-A-R-M-A, the you know, whole prospect of the energy of the things you do following you throughout your life into the next. Yes. But also kind of sounding like Carmageddon, like... C-A-R, so it kind of fits in with the Fury Road motif, especially with the blow me away line yes. to go with explosions. And so I thought tonally it fit quite well with Fury Road. It yeah. would be a decent song to end on. So we shall end on Armageddon by Helen Lynn.